Hey there, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And I like to assume your reasoning for connecting to this is because you're ready for our February 21st, 2021 Sunday meditation, which is themed never again. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Are we alive this morning? Yes, we're alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I think I am. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're all right, Mother Bear. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're alive. You're alive. You're alive. And the, as, as they used to say, Thank you're Thank you for telling me. You, yeah, you're alive. You're alive and kicking. You're still kicking. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Most gracious, eternal God, we thank you. We praise you. We give your name the glory and the honor for this opportunity that you've given us. God, we thank you. You're so good. You woke us up this morning. You clothed us in our right mind. You gave us the activities of our limbs. Yes, we're yes. able to see, we're able to hear, we're able to smell, we're able to touch. We, we, Lord God, the scripture says in you we move, we live, and we have our being. Yes, Thank yes. you for the very existence of who we are. Yes. God, you, you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. Yes. That who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And we thank you for loving us so much that you gave us not only the ability to live on this earth, but look forward to that day that we can live eternity with you in rest and peace and joy and harmony where there's no more pain, there's no more sickness, there's no more heartaches. And, And we thank you for for giving us the, the, the glimpse or the look or giving us that hope and assurance that yes. that day will come. But we thank you, Lord God, until that day comes, we thank you for life here on this earth. And we pray as you have taught your disciples to pray. We pray that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. We pray, Lord God, that as you have saved us and you have given us life, we pray that those who don't know you, those who have not partaken of the opportunity to share in who you are, to know who you are. Lord God, we pray for them, and and we pray for their forgiveness, and we pray, Lord God, that they will seek you and and come to find you for themselves, just like we did. And Lord God, as as we come this morning, we come to you as empty pictures before a full fountain. And we say, Lord, if there is anything in our lives that we have done said, or thought, Lord. We oh. ask you to forgive us and, and Lord God cleanse us and your word says if we are if we are faithful and we are willing and able to ask forgiveness and come to you, you are faithful and to wash away our sins. That's the great God that we serve. That's the merciful God we serve. That's the righteous God we serve. And we thank you because you don't you don't look at us in our imperfections. You look at us through your son Jesus Christ and you see righteousness in us and you see righteousness on us. Lord God is 
is no goodness of our own, but it's your goodness and your mercies that you shower upon us each and every day. And we thank you. We don't count our works to be that of, of pleasing you, but it's our joy to love you. It's our joy to, to wake up and praise you. It's our joy to tell a dying world that the Savior has come. It's our joy, Lord God, to know that you are a healer. It's our joy to know that you are our salvation and you are a way maker. You are everything that the scripture says that you are. Father, we thank you so much. We glorify you. God, you're working in the land and you're working on the minds and the hearts of people everywhere. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for for bringing forth healing and deliverance to COVID-19. We thank you for the antidotes. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us a vaccine that is working and that people are, are, are being cured. People are coming off ventilators, Lord God. We thank you for the numbers coming down. We thank you, Lord God. You are the one, not the scientists, but you just bless man's knowledge. <laughs> you put hot woman in God. You put your anointing on man's heart and, and man's ability to be able to come up with something that can break and destroy the curse that has plagued our land. And we thank you, Lord God. We recognize it was you, Lord God. And God, if you've done it before, you can do it again. And that's what you're doing. You saw forth your glory and your mercy right before our eyes. God, we on this line this morning, we understand something about mercy. We understand something about grace. Because, God, it was your grace and your mercy that kept us when we was wrong. It was your grace and mercy that kept us when we should have been doomed. It was your grace and mercy that kept us, Lord God, when we had a death sentence written on our heads. But, God, you saved us. And we thank you and we glorify you. Oh, my God, I feel your spirit this morning. Oh, God, I feel that you're living inside of us and you're growing us and shaping us to be better than we were yesterday. God, as we look back over our lives, we were we're, back, we're better today than we was last year. We're better today than we was last week. We're better today than we was to yesterday. And God knows we're going to be better tomorrow, God Almighty, than we are today. And we thank you, Lord God. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for setting your, your presence upon our homes and protecting our homes, protecting our families. No, we got some aches and pains, and there are some difficulties in moving certain ways, Lord God, but God, we thank you that we can feel a pain. God, we thank you, Lord God, that we are still able to move. We might be in a wheelchair, but we are moving. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, and every now and then, you give us a little bit more strength to do a little bit more than we did yesterday, and we thank you, Lord God, for that. Somebody can't move this morning. Somebody thought they were going to get up and didn't get up. Somebody started on their destination and didn't get there. But God, we thank you. We, Lord God, we thank you for what you've done for us. And Father, we pray, Lord God, for our neighborhoods. We pray for our cities. We pray, Lord God, for those who run our cities. We pray, God, for those who run our government. We pray for them, Lord God, as they stand, and many of them 
are standing as legislators are in our state governments are making decisions on our state. Most of us here are from Virginia. God, we pray, Lord God, for our delegates. We pray, Lord God, for those who are making decisions for the laws of this land. We pray, God, that they will make the right decisions. We pray, Lord God, that they will not be selfish. And, Lord God, we come against anything that they will try to do. They will try to cycle, try to degrade, and try to smother anyone's life or any, any form of life or any areas of life in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that it will be fair. We pray, Lord God, that it will be fair in their decision-making and their law-making, Lord God. I pray, God, that old regimes be broken down, old hindrance, Lord God, that have been locked down and, 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 and caused the people to be in bondage, caused people, Lord God, to have one set of people over another set of people. We pray, God, that all of that be broken down and dismantled in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, as time progresses, we pray for our progressive people. We pray, Lord God, for people that will have the mindset to be progressive in the things that they do. We pray, Lord God, that our young people, Lord God, as most of us now are in our senior days, we in our resting days, we pray for those who are in their laboring days. We pray for those who are in their youth, Lord God. Lord God, will pick up the mantle of, the, of, 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 of that which has been placed in their hands, has been placed before them. We pray, Lord God, as many as our pastors have been diligently teaching us about our history. And Lord God, we pray that history would not fail us, but God, we would take history and take it to another level. Those people that have given up their life and given up their of, of their selfish they won't they wasn't selfish in their actions, Lord God, but they put their life on the line so that other people may be free. And we pray, Lord God, that what they started, what they started, Lord God, would not end. But we pray for the progression of it. We pray for the success of it in Jesus' name. We pray that favor will be upon their life. God, we thank you. Even in our national government, as, as the regime has changed, and, and as there are new people in office, Lord God, we don't trust them because they're Democrats. We don't trust them because they're white. We don't trust them because they're black. We trust We trust in, in the God that's in them, Lord God. We pray that you are the God that sent them, that will lead them and guide them, Lord God, into making decisions for our nation that will keep us safe, Lord God, that will keep us from other harm's way, that will break the traditions and break the path of discrimination, will break, Lord God, anything that is separating, that is causing division, that is causing havoc in our land. Oh, God, you're a peaceful God. Yes, you are. You're a peaceful God. Yes, you are. The Bible says that you're a God of peace. God, you're a God of peace. And we pray for peace us, we pray for pieces in our cities, in our state, in our nation, and yet even in the world. God, we pray, God, as many other people, Lord God, wake up out of their dead sleep as they wake up into a new day and a new dawning. We pray that the light, the light of you, Lord God, will shine mightily in the hearts of men and women everywhere. And Father, I pray, I pray for people like Mother Bell. I pray, Lord God, for people like Mother Barrick and other mothers that is on this line that have walked to the times of life and they have seen the struggles of the 50s. They've seen the struggles of the 40s. They've seen the struggles and the fight of 
the 60s. They seem, Lord God, to come up in, in the 70s, and they seem to, to, to seem like the enemy was trying to break it down in the 80s and the 90s, and they end even the 2000s. And, Father, we pray, God, that they will live to see breakthrough. They will live to see, Lord God, the progression of their people. Father, we pray, Lord God, that they will see the success of the labor that they put forth, Lord God, to make in this world what it is and what it shall be according to your word. God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We thank you because you're a mighty God. And Father, I pray strength upon my mothers right now. I pray, Lord God, my blessings upon them. I pray, God, that you would touch their bodies. Where there's pain, God, that you would touch it, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Touch it with your finger, Lord. Put your hand of the uh, providence where the pain is right now. And touch Touch right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you for your touch. I thank you for what you're doing. God, you are the Lord, thy God, that healing me. And I pray your healing virtue will touch my mamas right now from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet, Lord God. God, I pray strength upon them. Oh, God, we thank you. And we glorify you. And we magnify your name. I know you can, Lord. I know you will. You've done it before. Now do it again. Hallelujah. You are God. Now, Lord, bless the pastor this morning. Oh, my God. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Anoint him afresh, Lord God, as he delivered the word today. We pray, God, that the word will come forth like never before, breaking and destroying everything that's in its way that is not like you. And God, God, we thank you, we praise you for it, and we give your name the glory. Lord God, let this line be so hot this morning, Lord God, when people dial the number, Lord God, that the phone is stuck to the hand, they can't let it go. Oh, because of your glory and your presence, because of who you are, we give you glory, and we give you praise, and we pray this right now in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we just give God a praise? Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it had not been for the Lord. On my side, tell me where would I be? Where would I be? Oh, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? Where would I be? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. While the Spirit is yet moving, he's always moving, but why are we feeling it right now? I know you feel it because I feel it. Why are you feeling it right now? It may be some things that I didn't mention this morning, but the Lord laid on your heart to pray. Let's utilize these next few moments, Lord God. Let's go to the Lord in meditation and prayer. Bless him, bless him, Jesus, bless him, save him, save him, Jesus, save him, Jesus, save him, hallelujah, save him, Jesus. 
Oh God, show me how, show me how be done. Oh hallelujah, help us not to be hypocrites. Oh, to see. Thank you, Jesus. meditation is shine on me and pastor booth kept kind of touching on that he would use some of that language about the lord shining the sun down he was just touching all around it this morning but that is our lyrical meditation today shine on me and since this is black history month i'm going to read a little bit about the author of the hymn his name is Dr. James 
Addington, and he has done quite a lot of, uh, made a lot of contributions to um, historically black colleges and universities and also to um, the writing of hymns. So I'm going to read just a little bit. Uh, Pastor Eric sent me a whole lot of stuff, but I can't read all of it. It's just, mm-hmm. this man has had a phenomenal, phenomenal career. So I'm going to read some highlights in honor of Black History Month. Dr. James Abington is currently Associate Professor of Church Music and Worship at Candler School of Theology at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. He was previously a professor of music in the Department of Fine Arts at Morgan State University in Baltimore. He was also, at one time, the Associate Chair of Music and, uh, let me say that again, he was the Associate Professor of Music and Chair of the Department of Performing Arts at Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. He is also the executive editor of the African American Church Music Series, which was published by GIA Publications of Chicago. He has served as co-director of the annual Hampton University Ministers and Musicians Conference since 2000. So he has a local connection with us in Hampton Roads. Dr. Chandler was National Director of Music for the Progressive National Baptist Convention from 1990 to 1994 and National Music Depart- Director for the NAACP from 1988 through 1992. As I said, he has authored many publications. He is the author of Let Mount Zion Rejoice music in the african-american church he is author of readings in african-american church music and worship he is co-author of waiting to go african-american church worship resources from advent through pentecost he is also author of going to wait african-american american church worship resources between pentecost and advent and his list of publications goes on and on and on. Okay. Now, today's lyrical med- meditation, as I said, is Shine on Me. The foundational scripture for that is Psalm 31:16, which says, Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Today's lyrical meditation, shine on me. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one. Lay down thy head upon my breast. Shine on me. Shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Shine on me. Shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. 
With pitying eyes, the Prince of Peace beheld our helpless grief. He saw, and oh, amazing love, he came to our relief. Shine on me, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Shine on me, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Amen. We need the Lord to shine on us. I tell you, in these times, yes, we do. Shine on us, Lord Jesus. I'm going to pass it on now to our dear brother, Dennis. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. We have something shining in the sky we haven't seen in a while. I think yesterday was the first time in a long time called the sun. So the sun is shining on us today. <laughs> Amen, right? I had a Amen. conversation with my brother yesterday. I said, I stopped building the ark because the sun came out. He got all excited about that. He said, well, keep building it and you may need it. I said, well, not in this life, I hope. And he may. Anyway, but it was a great conversation. I always enjoy talking to uh, family members. But uh, good morning, good morning, virtual church. We are, you know, in a in a month of, of remembrance of, of people of color that uh, have helped uh, the community, uh, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, standing on the pillar or whether it be behind the, the scenes is the... Uh, during the lifetime of, of our country, how they uh, have helped uh, change, uh, help nurture, and help strengthen who we are as a, as a nation. I think that's important to remember. It's just not a little yeah. uh, blurb in history. It, it is a lot of uh, a lot of history, a lot of history that needs to be told. There are a lot of other uh, events that uh, we we have gone through that uh, the history books just sort of uh, mention, you know, maybe a paragraph or maybe not even a paragraph about. And sometimes maybe they need to be brought out to light and, and brought to forefront that, uh, you know, people should know about it. You know, it's like a history of our families. I think it's important. I, I uh, our family, my family stresses that a lot that we should know where we came from and and uh, rejoice in our our heritage it's it's important it's important to for my children and my grandchildren to know the struggles that, that I have gone through that my parents went through and also that my grandparents went through and it's also important for everybody to know that because I think if we know where we came from and and where we're headed I think it's uh, gives us uh, Cause for rejoicing for in the future, and I'm really chasing the rabbit, so I'm sorry about that. But I just, uh, you know, I love talking about the history of, of, of people and history of families. I think it's important. It shapes who we are, and uh, that's yeah. why the Bible is important to us. It shapes who we are. There are a lot of yeah. good uh, books in the Bible. There are a lot of good uh, people in the Bible. Uh, you know, women, uh, men, uh, 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 you know, prophets, and, and uh, obviously for the disciples, and, and uh, you know, those that wrote the history, the history of Christianity from the beginning, the history of, of Jesus. And uh, today we're going to look at one of the lesser known 
people, but I think if you have a, a, a chapter or a book in the Bible, I think, you know, I don't think you're lesser known. I think you should be known, and you wouldn't be in the Bible. God wouldn't have your name in there if you weren't a, a, a pillar for him. And I think we have to remember yeah. that. You know, we all are pillars for God, and we all have to stand tall for him. But we're going to look at Zephaniah. Uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, they call him a, a minor prophet. But to me, you know, he, like I said, if he's in the Bible, he can't be minor, can he? I think he's strong with uh, who, who God is. And uh, Zephaniah 3.17, it, uh, to me, it just gives me something to... Uh, to think about it, and they're also, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Also, it says, Zephaniah, uh, chapter 3, verse 17, it says, The Lord, your God, is with you. The mighter, mighty warrior saves, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you but will rejoice over you with singing. You know, it's talked about how God, you know, once we are saved, once we are saved by him, he doesn't have to smack us on the wrists as much as he used to, because he knows that we, we follow him and we love him and we love his son, and, and, and he's going to rejoice over us. It talks about when people are saved, you know, the Bible tells us that there's rejoicing in heaven and just as uh, you know pastor bruce sings every sunday about uh, you know the joy of god and how we have the this uh, lyrical meditation that you know we we should listen to those words those words are important you know we should rejoice in the lord we should celebrate the lord you know as mama bell plays on the latest keyboard you know we rejoice in what she does because it it means something you know those words mean something there are songs that uh throughout history songs that have touched my life uh i remember specifically 30 plus well <laughs> well it has been 30 plus years ago uh my you know, the daughter was born and uh <clears throat> we uh it was a rough time for me. Uh, my father had died several years before that. But uh, one of the things that uh, touched my heart when, after uh, I went to the, my father's funeral up in Pennsylvania, uh, when I was there at the, the funeral home, and his uh, friends and, and our families were, were coming in to offer uh, respects and, and visitation. I kept thinking that, you know, this is my father's world. This is my father's world. This is what, what he created for me. He, he created this. He, he gave me his, his the heritage that he laid down for me. And, uh, and so I often thought of that song that, you know, we, we sang sometimes on Sunday about, you know, it is our father's world. But to me, it was my earthly father's world. And when I came back, one of the first songs that we sang as a congregation was, yeah, that's it. This is my father's world. And I was like, okay, so God is telling me that my dad is with him and he's taking care of him. And again, I mentioned my daughter being born shortly thereafter. Uh, we had a child dedication for her. And one of my friends whose uh, <coughs> excuse me, son was dedicated at the same time was uh, part of the 
singers or, or uh, soloists, and, and you know what song he sang, right? This is my father's world. So it, it tells us that God talks to us, and he, he shows us things. He shows us things through the songs that we sing, and we should be open to yeah. that. We should rejoice to, in yeah. the singing of God and the praising of God. You know, sometimes we pray, but, you know, to me, songs are prayer. Songs are praise to God, and, and I, yeah, I rejoice yeah. in that. So we should rejoice in what God gives us, and whether it's a minor prophet or a major prophet or the Gospels, whatever we, we glean from the Bible, we should hold it in our hearts and, <coughs> excuse me, and we should dwell in that. We should live in it. You know, I, I, I look at the... What Zephaniah uh, said here that you know God will no longer rebuke me because He loves me and He takes care of me. That does that mean that I'm going to be have a great time and and, and enjoy what I am? Uh, yeah, it is, and yeah, I'm going to stumble and I'm going to fall, but you know He still loves me. He still sing, still sing over me and rejoice with me when I turn and 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 offer sacrifice, sacrifice through. <laughs> through prayer and, and also through singing you know we should praise God it says we should praise God in, in the Psalms with song <coughs> oh sorry about that with songs and, and instruments you know uh, it doesn't say we have to be perfect but we say we have to be perfect when we play but you know we play with the heart the heart that God wants us to have and that's the way we should pray we should pray with the heart God needs to see in us and then he'll take care of us he'll provide for us we have to give him uh, the uh, the thanks and, and just thank him for what he does you know sometimes it's easy to turn or walk away it's always easy it's always easy to turn or walk away and it's, sometimes it's hard to turn back around but when we turn back around God is still there. He's not going to leave us. Yeah. He's not going to run away and hide yeah. from us. You know, we have friends that may run away and hide because we're Christians, but we should wear, wear it on our sleeves. We should let people know who we are. And and, and you'll be surprised. I, I just, you know, sometimes uh, in my sharing of my faith, sometimes I'm afraid to say something that I think, okay, Lord, you know, give me the word. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I'll say something, and the response I'll get would be totally different than what I expected. It's like, wow, you know, God mm-hmm. had His Spirit working on Him and, and on His person, and I just had to say the right word for, for that to come out. And, and we have to be brave. We have to be brave what we say because God will God will harvest those souls for us. He'll take care of it. It's not our job to to save people. It's our job to plant seeds and to to watch them grow and to see the delight in their eyes when they understand who God is that's that's the power that's the power of the spirit so we should do that it's just like Jephaniah said the Lord your God is the mighty warrior he'll take care of our problems he'll save us he'll save us from our problems and and, and then we'll have to just turn our lives over to him and he'll sing and he'll sing with us and you know I can't wait to sing with God <laughs> you know I'll know amen. all the words up there right amen we'll know what amen. to play and what to sing and how to rejoice you know praising God is, is a good thing and praising God the song is is, is, is an even better thing so today as we go throughout our, our day you know think about uh, you know, the sunshine the sunshine that's within us the sunshine that shines on us and who provides it for us you know, who gives us that sun, that warmth that we need in the cold days? You know, who who 
who stands up for us, the Lord, our God. You know, He will be there no matter what we do or what we face. God is always there. Always. Yes. And we have to thank Him for that. Amen and amen. 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 All right, amen. Brother Eric, Reverend Eric, Dr. Eric, are you here? <laughs> amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know what's going on here. I thought I was running a Catholic church, but apparently it switched to a Pentecostal church. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. He's the center of our lives. Don't go Hallelujah. I'm going to just get... Mama Bell on that piano because in the words of Maxine Waters I'm going to reclaim my time <laughs> Mama Bell Are you ready? I'm ready you Get them fingers all nice and pretty. My fingers are always ready so I'll, I'll, <laughs> sit, down, I'll sit down here and I'll wait I'll well, well, Mama well, Bell alone <laughs>
Amen. 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 Good Lord. If you would, look at your clock. <laughs> you will make it. Wave at it and say bye-bye, 8 o'clock. <laughs> I guarantee you. In the words of Maxine Waters, I shall reclaim my time. Joel! Joel. Chapter 2. Verse 25 through 27. Joel chapter 2. I don't know if I feel churchy or old, but I pulled out the Bible this morning. Yeah, I'm going to butcher this a little bit because I got something I'm trying to say here. So just follow me. It says, I will repay you for the years that the swarming locusts ate, the young locusts, the devouring locusts, the destroying locusts. I will repay you for the years that your crazy husband took. (laughs) 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 I'll repay you for the years that you bit your tongue from slapping that man on the job. I repay you for the years for that sister Bernadine that you didn't put your foot up in missionary service. You held your peace. I'm going to repay you for the years. I repay you for the years of getting a left for the fellowship. I'm going to repay you for the years. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied Everybody will know that I am, and there is no other. And here's where I want to focus my attention today. And my people will say it with me. Never again. Never again. There'll be a shame. Never. Somebody, I don't wish more people say, never again. Never again. Never again. I I, I want everybody, you got to get it to your mind. Say, never again. Never again. Never again. again. That's all you need to say right there. Never again. Never again. Never Never again. again. Never again. Never again as the phone drops, but that's all right. Never again. Never again. Will we be ashamed? 
Now, our kind Father, we ask that you allow us the opportunity to present your case today. That all those listening both now and forever will, without shadow of doubt, hear what it is you are trying to say to us. Amen. And all those in agreement with that prayer respond with a howdy, amen. 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 Over in an area known to many as Oklahoma, we find a tremendous amount of racial and social and, yes, even political tension. These states united was fresh off of World War II, still close in view was the Civil War. Basic civil rights for African Americans were lacking and the Klan was rising. This was more so because of a silent film that was released in the year of 1915, known as the birth of a nation. It portrayed blacks as illiterate, sexually aggressive street thugs, and the Klan as a way of portray or being portrayed, should I say, as the only one that can save America. You ain't heard that before in the last four years. You ain't heard that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But regardless of that, mm. the city of Tulsa was booming. It was home to a significant number of African-Americans who were not sexually perverted, street thugs, or uneducated individuals. No, Tulsa was home to high-saluted, doctoral, law-driven, and scholastic political and policy-making Individuals. How many know your people were smart? Amen. I'm glad only one person realized that. We're going to get the other 15 in about 10 minutes. (laughs) Oklahoma became a state on the 16th of November in the year 1907. And the first piece of business passed was the ordering of racial separation. The law indicates that if 
three-fourths of a block was multiracial, then it was illegal. This remained a law even though the United States Constitution just a year later deemed it unconstitutional. But what can you do? When the founding mayor, if you will, W. Tate Brady, was also a card-carrying, gun-toting member of the Klan. What can you do when the head of the city is conducting night riots, going around tarring and feathering people? To give you more context, they would strip you down and throw hot tar on you and enroll you in feathers. That was the way that they embarrassed you. Something else that I would like to throw into your memory is that this was not an act that was done just against black people. It was done against Italians, against Mexicans, against Native Americans, anybody that was not European white. Why? Economics. I dare to argue the root of all of our racial stress it's not because of your skin color. It's because of your potential threat to the economic structure. People have been led to believe in certain communities that the dollar is to be controlled by them and the rest should beg and plead to that higher power. You've heard that in the last some odd years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But despite all that, despite the fact that the city of Tulsa had some 72,000 people, with nearly 4,000 of them being a part of the Klan, there was a little district out there called Greenwood, which became so prosperous They deemed it Black Wall Street. Anything you needed was in Greenwood. Anything you could want. You did not have to leave the community for anything. You can get hats on your head. You can get gloves. You can take care of other requirements as a old man I used to know named Mr. Kelly said you can go down yonder and you can get a job and you can blow it if you're nice you can get both of them put together the men is understanding what I just said there they don't want to admit it 
Anything you needed was in Greenwood. There was a part of town, just like I, I recall, to give you more close to home. I don't want to throw you out there. Some of you know that your own city, Norfolk, had its own version of Greenwood. We called mm-hmm. it Church Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like in Greenwood, everything you wanted was on Church Street. That's true. The doctor was there. The lawyers was there. The clubs mm-hmm. was there. The hookers was there, and your husband was with him. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Oh, yeah, It's it's pretty self-explanatory. It really doesn't take much. The sad reality is most of you will know, and it's not a a common uh, or a hidden secret, that as soon as some of us get up, there's something there to knock us down. Amen. How did all this get built? It got built off of black ingenuity, black determination, black pride, black fortitude. There was an argument that said, but you can't find it unless you look hard. And even then it's questionable because nobody wants to admit it. But some argue that them putting segregatory laws on black people was wrong. They said we segregated them and they still thrive better than we do. We isolated them and they still produce more than we could. Mm. We oppressed them, and they still became better than we are. We beat them, Mm. and they still survived us. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. So how do we do it? One writer argues we have to infiltrate and divide them. We got to split them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not against anybody being a part of any community. 
I love my white brothers and sisters. I love my brown brothers and sisters. I love my green brothers and sisters. I love my blue brothers and sisters. But every last one of those communities will tell you, and I've got friends that are activists in all of them, they say the one thing they don't want us to do is figure out how to do it on our own. So they divide and conquer. So what happens here? Stick to my point here for a little bit. Then I might be nice to you. It was alleged that this black man touched a white woman. Many arguments will say that he was getting on an elevator to go to a restroom in a building that was on the top floor. That was the only facility he could use. He was a shoeshine man, this gentleman. And back then, elevators had attendants on them. You didn't go in there and push the button on your own. It was, everything was self There was actually no self-service. You understand that. You even got your gas pump back yonder. You remember Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in going on the elevator, it was alleged that he touched this girl, but after a police investigation and even the young lady's testimony personally, she said, the boy tripped. And I screamed because he grabbed me and almost pulled me down with him. He did not assault me. He just fell and we almost got hurt. And naturally, I screamed. Well, that's the story. That's what the police have on record. But that's not what the paper said. Mm. So by the time it got to Fox News, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> by the time it got to the the media, I don't mean to pick on one, pick all of them, as far as I'm concerned. They had twisted Amen. it and turned it and flipped it until it sounded as if this black man had assaulted this white woman. And from there, all hell broke loose. The headline of that article read, cheer and put your mama to bed now, it's going to get a little nasty. It said, Lynch Negro tonight. And the truth was riled up. I don't know if you've seen that before, but I think I've seen some actions like this somewhere here recently. I, I might be. My brain is a little foggy. I, I don't I don't I don't know if I've ever seen an incited riot before. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. 
I don't know if I've ever seen people get up and politically exaggerate tales, something about an election being fraudulent. I don't know. My brain is foggy. (laughs) Every day. It kind of reminds me of that old text from Brother Solomon who said, vanity, vanity, all this vanity ain't nothing new. Nothing in the world. Under the sun. And so what happened? This young lady whose name was Paige decided that she would not press charges, but that still did not stop the crime. These Klansmen who was prepared beyond measure. They controlled the military. They controlled the police. They controlled the armory. They controlled tactical gear. I don't, I, I, somehow I'm thinking like I've seen this picture before. Is this a rerun? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they took the city of Greenwood. They had, by this time, had gotten so mad with them, they had deemed them their own city. I would like for you to think about a time when black people was deemed their own city. Intellectually, you couldn't touch them. Financially, you couldn't touch them. Spiritually, you couldn't touch them. Politically, you couldn't touch them. The only way to get them was to kill them. Mm. You ought to smack yourself and say, I'm a bad somebody. Mm. I heard Brother Dennis say, you have to know where you come from. This is where you come from. You come from people who took stones and made cathedrals. Who from a book that was ripped and torn and the words scribbled out, they pieced them together and understood the law. They would take broken hymn books and musical notes that had been ripped up out of other churches as they were carted away on the streets and they would compel and compose music. I'm trying to tell you where you came from. Hmm. In this city of Greenwood. So they went. They burned Greenwood to the ground. Because they were tired of those people. Some 10,000 black folks were left homeless. An estimated loss damage in today's market of $32.9 million dollars.
But where did the blacks go? To darkness and to despair? To the ghetto to live off the government? Look at yourself, say the devil is a lie. Amen. No, they didn't go to the government. Yes, they scattered. Yes, they dispersed. But they didn't go into darkness. And they didn't go into despair. But they did get a little quiet. One report argued this crime right here was the peace that fiercely silenced and in some cases destroyed the confidence of the black mind. They had overcome Willie Lynch. They had overcome slavery. They had overcome the brutality And as soon as they overcame, they were knocked back down again. And the sad reality, but yet the positive note that I want to focus on, it was 72,000 people who lived in the city of Tulsa. 17,000 of them were black. Fifteen some odd thousand were other ethnicities combined together. And the rest were white. And out of all of those people, only 4,000 of them were radical. It's amazing how the devil can take one mountain, one mohill and make a mountain. He can take one bad apple and spoil the whole bunch and make you feel like the struggle is bigger than it really is. But it is not. The police chief who led a a commission, if you will, went back and studied the reports, looked for that newspaper article. Suspectly, you can't find it now. But after all the reports, after all the investigation, it was deemed unanimous by unanimous consent that none of this would have happened if somebody hadn't incited that riot. Hmm. How would they have known if it wasn't for a newspaper article? How would they have known if somebody hadn't spread it false truth in order to get publicity and ratings 
for financial gain. I, 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 again, I feel like this is a rerun. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't happen. And from there, the conversation of the African-American went downhill. They said that we became poor, we became destitute, we became impoverished, we became broke. Even in this time, they love to put on TV that we are worse than and better than. The struggle is real, and yes, it is. There are some struggles that we face. There are some stresses that we still have, but I would like to present an opposing argument. Even though some of these stresses and strains are there, we are better than we were then. Those 10,000 some odd people, 17,000 that lived in Greenwood, out of that, 12 of those thousand were of high salutedness and high society. The others were left to be not controlled, excuse me, to be supported by their community. But those pockets was only just that, in pockets. You had one here in Norfolk. You had one over there in Greenwood. You had some in Harlem, New York. You had pockets. But now... For every five African-Americans, three of them own their own house. For every five African-Americans, three of them are financially solvent. For every five African-Americans, three of them are not suffering from food insecurities or medical deprivation. For every five. You can live in whatever community you choose. You can drive whatever car you choose. You can work wherever you choose. In this America. In this America, blacks have risen from the, from the knee-scrubbing, back-breaking floors to CEOs. They're running mm. companies. Mm-hmm. They have mm. company credit cards. And for every five black people, two of them, are in the top 10%. Verified. Wow. Oh. Hallelujah. Somebody said we've overcome. Yes, we have. Hallelujah. Look around you. You got wall to wall. You got two street cars in the driveway. You don't need my statistics. 
You got the pink slip on all your stuff. You don't need my statistics. There's an old song saying, look around you and see what the Lord has done for us. Amen. Yes. He has brought brought our people, some of us close on this line, from the projects to prominence. Amen. Yes. Amen. He has brought us from rags and holes in our shoes to stilettos and weave. Uh-huh, that hair ain't real. Don't look at me funny. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Even our teeth has been imported. It's fresh ivory. We get in our cars and we sit in our warm bucket seats. See what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. Amen. You watch your flat screens with your YouTube. You go over there and tell Alexa to play something for you, and you dance around your kitchen with your bad self. See what the Lord. Answer you. <laughs> has done. I am not a deprived, beat up, broken person. But where are we now? I find my way to my conclusion. I might just make 8 o'clock. I ain't promising you. Where are we? We found ourselves at a place where we need a little understanding. Even though we have risen to this point, we still got a long way to go. Because even though many of us have risen to the point where we have the opportunity to invest in ourselves, we still, some of us, don't know who we are. The problem in America has been stated by many psychologists Dr. Miles Monroe also added his name to this piece of business. He said the sad reality is most folks, the 98%, he said, will die and never know why they lived. They will never understand their purpose. They were never able to seek the kingdom and his righteousness and realize that all these things shall be added unto you. Some of you know that you got what you got because you did before you scrubbed your flows, you scrubbed the church flows. Amen. Before you cook for your family, you cook for the church family. And as old man said, you take care of God's house. <laughs> you take care of yours. God will take care of yours. Amen. So as I look at this point, 
and I look at how they are trying, it brings me back to my context. My my verse for this morning. When you look at what has happened in this nation, some of you and I had conversations. We talked a long time ago, and and I well I he gone, so I throw him under the bus since he ain't here to defend himself. That's good. That's what you do. That's real Christian. But Pastor Booth, what I we would call and talk to each other, and Pastor Booth was was talking to me one day, and he said, something's going to happen, and, and Trump's going to be gone. He said this about three years ago. And my granny was sitting up in her room, and she said it too. She said, God is going to get rid of him. I said, Grandma, that ain't possible. She said, well, God's going to do it. I said, well, I don't know how, but Trump ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I said, as long as the economy is high, Trump ain't going nowhere. And I tell you, from the mouth of God, as soon as I got the period on my sentence, the economy dropped. Amen. And his presidency started to tank. Amen. And now they are working on anti-legislation laws all across this country to bar and to deem anybody connected to the Klan and any other groups like that as a hate and terrorist organization. Somebody say never again. Never again. Hmm. It was Madam Pelosi who said, Two days ago on a podcast I was listening to, she said, and I quote, before I die, never again will this happen. Never again. But I don't have time to talk about politics. I don't have time to talk about the nation. I want to talk about me. Because I use this as a point, as a backdrop to show that if he did it for them, in the middle of a slave-segregated time, what can he do for me? I want to ask you that question this morning as we come to our conclusion. I got more scriptures to give you, but I'll do that later. I want to just stop here and ask you, if he did it for these people, for some of you who you have seen and experienced what has happened in your life, if it's happened once before, what can happen again? But as it said with Ms. Pelosi, it begins with making up your mind that I'm never going back, that I will never, ever be ashamed, that I will never again be broken, that I'll never again be busted, that I'll never again be in lack, 
that I am the head and not the tail, that the last shall be first. All of these verses apply in this situation. I'm not talking about the revitalization of black folk. I'm talking about the revitalization of me and you. Because if it gets one, it'll get two. And if it gets you, it'll get your house. And your house will get somebody else's house. And somebody else will get somebody else's house. And next thing you know, as Booth said, when you close your eyes, Church Street will be rebuilt. Anybody got, anybody got that kind of crazy face? Praise the Lord. So I need you this morning. As I close myself, Grandma, I'm going to come pray. I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit here. I would like for you to, amongst yourself, Talk to yourself. Encourage yourself. As Brother Dennis said, he likes to study history. I like to look at it to see what God has done and then say, Lord, if you can bless them, what bless can you me. do for me? Mama, grandmother. Gracious Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this beautiful day you have let us see. And God, we thank you because your word tells us, fear not, because you are with us. Out of all the scriptures we heard, in each one of the books we read this morning, you said, fear not. We have to be ashamed because you are with us. And we thank you because you love us so much. You cares about us, and you makes the way for us. Help us to pick our heads up and rejoice and praise your holy name. Because, God, you will never change. And you put your word, tell us, we can walk in it, we can talk in it, we can believe what your word said. Because you love us so much that you cares for us, and you'll make a way for us. Help us to remember that you are our father, you're our lawyer, you are a healer. We are all, whatever we need, you are there for us. And help us to praise you. You say in all things, give thanks. Because I love you. I can make a way for you. You may not see the way, but we know God sees the way. We may not understand the way, but God understands the way. Help us to always remember that you are in control. We just thank you this morning. We thank you for every listening ear. And we ask that you, God, let your, this word ponder in our hearts that we might see how good you are to us. Where you brought us from. You brought us out the cone fields. You brought us out the cotton fields. You brought us down the road, God, when we didn't see the way. I didn't know how we were going to get down there. But you brought us down there. And we thank you this morning. We thank you, God. And help us to be of good courage, knowing that you love us so much that you make the way for us. We just praise you this morning. We love you this morning. And, God, we're going on praising you because you are shining on us. You are shining on us, God. And help us to be shining lights in this dark world. Help us to tell others to be of good courage. And we thank you for that.
We praise you, we love you, and we magnify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Have a great, great day. Great day. Have a blessed week, everybody. Please. Amen. Amen. Thank you. See you Wednesday. All right.